When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No, you all didn't know the old me. That for 40 years, Darren, I was a kamikaze. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. How about that? I've ridden steers, jumped off cliffs, been shot and been shot at, and I survived it all. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Indeed, and we are live, which beats the alternative. Hour two of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you from Ace Airport Casino and Hotel Cleet, Calgary Airport, here on the Game Plus television network. But today, and today only, not in Canada. We're USA only, airing in 31 states on Game Plus television. But normally, it's Channel 924 on TELUS Cable across Alberta and BC. And all across the rest of the country. We're also on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE. We are Atlanta's NHL show, podcast and YouTube live. It's what we call Football Friday. And Bruce Dobigan joining us here, the peerless, the ageless, and if I may, I am a big fan of Bruce Dobigan. Do you know you have your own Wikipedia page, Bruce? Did you know I that? I do now. Somebody produ- I didn't have anything to do with it, producing it. Can I read you what it says sure, about you? Sure. Well, I, I haven't seen it lately. There may be some things people have added. Bruce Dobigan <laughs> is a Canadian sports broadcaster. Would we agree with that so far? So far. Journalist and writer, a graduate of the Mississauga campus of the University of Toronto. Dobigan has worked as a journalist for the Calgary Herald and the Globe and Mail and as a broadcaster for CBC News World. He's authored several books about ice hockey. <laughs> ice hockey. And received two Gemini Awards for sports broadcasting. Yeah. What are they leaving out? Anything? Uh, I have uh, three lovely kids and, and four grandkids. The important stuff. The important stuff. <laughs> right. In case my wife is listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And what else? Uh, yeah, no, I, and of course, have my own website, not the public broadcast. Just reading that, you got some great stuff on there. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll try to keep keep it lively. And then uh, I think this is about the seventh or eighth book, at, le- at least eight books that have been published. And we've got a couple that were supposed to be published but didn't get published for various reasons. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, we, that's I get what we it. Do to keep them used. And in, in, when I started out in my professional career. I wanted to work in the theater and I was sort of a playwright and went to the National Theater School and all that stuff. And I needed a job in the short term and I became the sports editor of TV Guide magazine. Do you remember the That's little... That's exciting. Remember the ones... Of the course I remember. Of course. You read that thing cover to cover. And you had the little box so you changed the channel. It's probably where I first saw your name to be Could've honest been. with you. But the, the reason that I'm such a big fan and Could've I'm serious been. when I say this is... Well, most in the media across this continent, not just this country, are playing checkers. Bruce has been playing chess for a very long time. You know, I just felt like you were at another level of the rest. And we'll get into the state of the industry in a moment. We have a lot of things to get to here. But we'll start with, we call it Football Friday. 
The Calgary Stampeders won in Ottawa 26-15 Thursday night at TD Place Stadium. And tonight it's Winnipeg at Sask. Uh, your thoughts on the game? That was a big one for Calgary to get, but a bad one for Ottawa to lose. Yeah. One of the, just not to digress too much, but one of yeah. the, the secrets or the things in my career was I never really uh, was a broadcaster in a city where I rooted for a team. So when I was in Toronto, I didn't grow, I grew up in Montreal, didn't like the Toronto team. So it was easy to have a kind of a, you know, not getting too high, too low thing. Uh, here in Calgary, I've liked some of the teams. I've disliked some of the teams. So I've never really had a huge buy-in that I have to feel like emotionally. Uh, but, I, you know, I've been kind of loyal to the to the stamps. I'm loyal to the CFL still. It's I know, it, right? They say it never goes away. I know, I know. I mean, this is a t this is going to be a taxing year for, for a bunch of reasons. But I'm still loyal to it, and and that's why I watched last night. And and it was it was hard watching. Uh, How so? Well, it's early in the season, and and the CFL. It's a good message for the NFL because the CFL's first two games are typically like American preseason games. You're still sorting right. things out. They do count. But they're sorting things out. And so there was a lot of, I thought, sorting guys out and figuring out what works and what doesn't didn't last night. And, and I think the Stampeders have an issue at quarterback that's obviously a big question for them. Glad they got a win last night. Uh, sorry that... And because I'm a loyal, I don't want to see any team this if I'll ever lose. Because I'm afraid of, certainly in the East, the implications of what happens. So, I, you know, I didn't want to necessarily see Ottawa lose, but uh, the Stamps quarterbacking is going to be something to, to Hasn't figure Hasn't that always been a CFL thing, though? You, you, you feel bad for the weaklings yeah. because they might fold. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know I know. That's the, uh, by the way, Austin is watching, and Glenn Ewan Saskatchewan, he writes in on the Progressive Insurance text line, 902-518-3033, just to digress ourselves. Yes. He says, I went to a, C a CEBL game this week, Canadian Elite Basketball League in Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Great presentation, and the Elam ending is truly great. They sold out the Expo Center. They sell out every Expo Center game in Edmonton for that. Tonight, the Calgary Surge are home to the Montreal Alliance. But I've had a, I don't know if you're a squirrel or not. I've been a diagnosed ADD. We're kind of jumping around, Bruce. <laughs> well, well, when you're in Florida, because you do your winter, yes. you spend the winter in Florida. Do you have you have you ever gone to NBA games? Uh, not in the last couple of years. I've been to Heat games. But you know the presentation in a basketball game. They they wrote the book on in-game presentation. The NBA guys absolutely did. they did. And even at the level of, the, of of a Canadian league, they're emulating that. And and it's good. And and you know what? Non-basketball fans, I don't want to say women, but non-basketball fans like going to the games because there's a show-busy aspect about it. Absolutely. So, so I it's, wish them the best. It's not all about what's going on in the field, which is something the yeah. CFL hasn't quite yeah. figured out. The, the, right. <laughs> it's one, one of those times when having the biggest field isn't an advantage. You're trying to focus people, and people go out there and do something on the field. It looks kind of small. You remember when they used to do the dog? It would come out and do the dog stuff? In Sass, they still do. They still the do. dog tricks. Yeah, and on the big field, it's kind of hard to... Uh, I know. That's hilarious. Um, we'll get around to the other CFL games in a moment, but I'm actually dying to ask you your thoughts on Jerome McGinley joining the, Jerome McGinley joining the Flames as a special advisor to the general manager, yeah. I think was the title. Yeah. You're, is that getting the check mark from you and seems well, to be I, I, my question which and i know jerome fair well covered him for how many years what, 10 12 years while he was i was here and he was here at the same time my question about guys like jerome when they bring these guys in is yes as as a goodwill ambassador but does jerome want to stay around when all of a sudden things that are going on with the franchise get attached to him when people when you know everywhere he goes hey why isn't the team winning what's going on here or they get him to 
One of the things they did with Lanny McDonald years ago was they got him to to coordinate the uh, reseeding of the bowl right. when they when they changed the saddle dome, and it didn't work out well. And Lanny wanted no part of that, and and that was it. He was gone. So I'll be interested to see whether they give Jerome anything really hard to do, because hard to do means responsibility, and I don't think he wants to taint his reputation with fans in, in Calgary in particular, but in the NHL. So. <laughs> I'm, you know, if you're asking me the bigger picture with the, with the Flames at the moment, I think the fans and people basically realize that the problem with the franchise right now is the owner, the ownership, specifically Murray Edwards, and people do not want to come here and play anymore. It's the reason you've got Craig Conroy's GM. It's the reason you have to try to do a feel-good thing with Jerome. Uh, it's, it's, it's the reason that you use a, an assistant coach as your next head coach. It, it's not a good situation here at the moment, and I think it comes down to ownership, and people don't want to work for Murray Edwards anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, to back up, I know what you're saying about Lanny. I don't think the viewers do, so let's just walk that back a second. It's like this is a highly delicate situation moving season ticket holders, so let's put it on yeah. Lanny because nobody can get mad at Lanny. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So they're thinking. And Lanny, it just reminds me of the early 90s Saskatchewan Rough Riders where the general manager, Alan Ford, brought in Roger Aldag as the first player, greatest Rough Rider ever, or at least, no, Ron Lancaster's, most games played ever, yeah. and said, we need you to take this pay cut. Well, Roger's going to take it because he's too nice. So then every other player after that, yeah. the general manager said, well, Roger did. Right? Same yeah. thing. You start, you tug on the uh, emotions. But what I hear is... Aginla and Conroy have such a relationship that they can yell at each other and disagree, and they'll still be friends, and that's the kind of thing that'll move the franchise forward. That they think Iggy will do personnel things, and he knows what he's talking about in that realm. Like, do you not sense with the new arena, they flush the coach and the GM, there is some positivity in the market for the Flames, or no? Oh, I don't see any positivity at the moment. Okay. I mean, I, I, people are people are saying, wait a minute. The, the general manager said, me or the coach, you chose the coach, he goes to Toronto, then you say, we don't want the coach either, and now you're left with basically having having to assemble guys who, who, who have really no other options. I mean, and I, I love Connie, and he's been, he's been working hard the last 10, 12 years. I'm sure he's got ideas, etc. But Connie, also the thing is going to be what happens when it's on him, when the responsibility comes down to him. How does he take the pressure of that? You've worked with pro sports teams. You know what it's like when you're the, when you're the GM or the guy who has to be answered to. That's when you find out whether you're cut out for that kind of a job. And so we're, we're going to see all that sort of stuff. Do you feel like, because you've lived and worked in all these centers across Canada, that the Calgary experience for Brad Tree Living was a nice training ground for Toronto? Yeah. In terms of the pressure cooker and everything? I was playing golf with a f former Flame yesterday, and he was just saying he just couldn't, Tree Living couldn't take getting a phone call every day from Murray Edwards or, or three phone calls a day from Murray Edwards.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just $9.99. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. Every movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. $9.99. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You get the idea, but we're running out of time. Every ticket just $9.99. Get all the movies. Get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers. You're looking live at the beautiful Ace Airport Casino in Calgary on a football Friday. By the way, Alberta's only private electronic table game lounge is the Pulse Arena here at Ace. Featuring blackjack, craps, roulette, and baccarat with an atmosphere perfect for any day or night. Come check it out this weekend or next weekend. Saskatchewan Rough Riders coming to Calgary. We'll be holding a Sask fan reception <laughs> right next door. Uh, you hear Bruce Dobigan. Cackling next door. Well, nobody will show up for that. Yeah, yeah. Sask fan reception <laughs> right here in the A Sports Bar. It's right over my shoulder. We've got had a lot of fun events there. So, yeah, it's a football Friday. Ottawa falling at home. They haven't won since September 2021. The Red Blacks at home. And that includes last night. They fell 26-15 to the Calgary Stampeders. Tonight it's Winnipeg at Sask. Saturday, it's Edmonton at BC. There'll be close to 40,000 people at BC Place Stadium. LL Cool J performing a pregame concert and then Sunday it's the Toronto Argonauts home to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Bruce before we talk about more flames state of the media industry they told me in Vancouver they would these days would never return. Yeah. That's what they told me. Guess what? Yeah. They seem to have returned. I'm shocked by the number. I mean I'm happy uh, but I'm shocked by it. Um, the product they've got a decent team now. They're not the dominant team obviously Winnipeg has taken them to the woodshed but uh yeah, I'm, I'm happy for them that they've, and it's a, it's a great atmosphere at that park. It is. It suits yeah. the CFL. Anyone who knows Vancouver knows you're down there where the rinks across the street. It's a good sports area. So I'm, I'm happy for them. And uh, I'm, I'm so, you know, all the problems with the CFL losing their quarterback last winter, et cetera. That's, but that's the CFL, right? And they still managed to bounce back. So. And they, they're not giving out rings the way the Argonauts are giving out <laughs> rings to their fans. I don't know if it's season ticket holders, I guess, that are getting replica Grey Cup rings. Yeah. Why the heck not? Sure. I know the players don't like that, but whatever it takes to keep the fans in the building. What do you think about that idea? Yeah. Uh, well, it's an idea. We'll see. I mean, the problem you've got is you give them away, and then the game gets bad, and people start throwing them on the field. Can you imagine? Because there's been giveaways, as you well know, where they give away something, and then it, the product doesn't work out. And 
they start throwing it. Actually, the, the, and where the, the Argos plays a really interesting thing, that's the BMO field. Yep. And I did a book with the guy who was the CEO of BMO at the time. I was doing the, helping him do his memoirs. And he talked about uh, the decision between would they sponsor the downtown Scotiabank, I guess it's Scotiabank now, or it used to be Air Canada yep. Centre, or something else. And he said, you know what, the highway, the, the gardener goes right by there every day. He says, you've got 100,000 people driving by, and they're going to see a sign that says BMO. And we're going to get that arena probably for one one-hundredth of the cost of the one at... at, at, at great deal. And it was a great deal. And now you have two teams playing there. And With the soccer as well, yeah, you mean. Yeah, it's a good yeah. location. Uh, from the audience, uh, Jack from Vulcan, Alberta, says, I've worked with Bruce's son, Reese. Yes. Great young man. Is that the son you were telling me about? No, my, uh, that's my younger son. He's in, he lives in Fredericton, New Brunswick. But he worked for four years with the Stampeders. He was part of the media group. He says, I, I asked him before coming on, he said he dealt with you a couple of times. Yeah. I said, so was he polite? He said, yeah, no, he's a good guy. I'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John in Edmonton says, I'm surprised Rod hasn't mentioned this big news coming out of Winnipeg. I mentioned it last hour. The Western Hockey League's Winnipeg Ice have been sold and are being moved to Wenatchee, Washington, as per TSN's Darren Dreger. I'll re-mention it. It's huge news for the hockey people, but we're talking other things uh, well, today. Just, yes, Just for me, because I didn't hear it, what does it mean? It means Winnipeg's losing a hockey team, a major junior hockey team is what it's losing. Yeah. The ownership group in Winnipeg, 50 below sports, promised they'd build a new arena when they moved the team from Cranbrook to Winnipeg. They failed on that. And the league forced this sale, and yeah. they're moving to Wenatchee. So uh, fans do get really excited when it comes to ownership. Like the Senators got sold this week to yeah. Michael Anlauer, yeah. a Toronto guy. Do you have thoughts on that? That Snoop Dogg was in. Ryan Reynolds was in on the running on this. Yeah, it's, I, would, I think the price, and I, it's, it's under a billion dollars. Just under a just billion. Just under a billion. And, and that includes the arena. Uh, but then I was looking and I saw that uh, Michael J Jordan has decided to sell his NBA franchise. And it's the worst. It's a sack of something. It has been forever. has yeah. been, and he's going to get $3 billion for that. So that's, your relative values of an NHL versus an NBA franchise are interesting. Not even close. But there's a yeah. thing going on now with ownership and celebrities wanting to get into ownership. We saw a lot of names attached to Ottawa, but we've seen all this stuff about guys want soccer teams. They all want to do this experience. Uh, guys who have a lot of time and a lot of money now, they want to get into ownership. And it's, it's a great thing, as I said, until like Jerome McGinnell, somebody yells at you and says, why aren't you doing better? And then they're less enthusiastic I know. about it. However, and I love this. You said you were at CBC 84 to 98. Did I have those yeah, years right? Yeah. People still talk about the Argos under Gretzky, Candy, it was and a good time. McNall. I, I remember we were doing a, a six, well, the six o'clock newscast every night. <laughs> it was the grind, right? And all of a sudden, around five in the evening, I've got my whole lineup. Through the door comes John Candy and Gretz. And they're like, oh, they're just appearing. And they're doing the, you know, the laundry list of people they're going to see. And so now we throw out our whole show, our sports section of the show, and part of the newscast, and we incorporate them in. And John Candy was the best. Isn't he? He, he was just, I, you, you still can't find people have a bad word to say about the guy. And he was so positive. Uh, you know, and Gretz, too, was pretty good about it. And then, of course, the other guy that was involved with it, and he's, because we're going to talk some golf in a few minutes, maybe, uh, of course, was uh, the, the head of, uh, of the Argos at the time, then went on to be the head of uh, Rogers Sportsnet, and is now, of course, the guy who's running the European golf tour. The little guy with the... With the blue glasses. Yeah, and red hair. Yeah. Anyhow. Why can't I remember? I know, all of a sudden I've drawn a blank. Well, that's what happens when you get to 69. But anyhow. Uh, I have no excuse. Keith Pelly. Keith Pelly. Keith Pelly. Anyhow, Keith was also really good. And 
there, there just weren't enough. There wasn't enough money in it for guys like that. They thought that somehow they could make it the whole league their own. It didn't work out, and obviously John passed away. And uh, yeah, well, it was good at one time. I, yeah. That Argo situation. But it comes and it goes. Well, and that's the other thing, because uh, I do want to talk about the media industry. But let's be honest, they were getting 52000 a game, as I recall, at Skydome for Argos games. And Will those days ever come back? No. No, but, but because the stadium they play in is 20... You know what I mean, though. Five. I mean, the, the sizzle, the full stadium, at least. I, I just, it's, you know, Toronto, is, it's the latest hot thing. And at the time, the hot thing was the Argos. And again, I just moved there in the uh, 70s. And the, the, the story of how they got the dome built was they had the Great Cup game, 82, I believe it was. The Eskimos were pounding the crap out of somebody in the pouring rain. And Bill Davis, the premier, and Paul Godfrey, who was, ran the city at the time, were sitting there in the rain saying, we can't do this anymore. We've got to build a stadium that suits this. Because look, 50,000 people, that was the, the given every year. By the time they got the stadium open, 87, I think it was. I think it was 89. 89, rather. Yeah. Uh, the Argos weren't a thing anymore. Uh, they were they were supposed to be the prime tenants of that dome stadium, and it turned out, of course, it was built more for the Blue Jays than for the Argos. And it was a, it, it was it is a lousy baseball park. I like going there, calling CFL games, but again, yeah. I guess I like going anywhere except for Ivor Win. That place was a dump. I never win. Yeah, <laughs> nice neighborhood. <laughs> Jeff uh, Jeff the Stamps fan writes and he says, "What made the '91 Grey Cup the most famous ever? Was it the Argos ownership?" Or the Stampeders making their first appearance in 20 years. Jeff, nobody even remembers it was Calgary in the game. <laughs> of course, it's Candy's Argos and Chris Schultz and Matt Dunnigan and, and the, the frozen rocket. beer coming in the rocket. That beer coming out of the stands. They played Calgary? Didn't even know that. Yeah. I'm joking, of yeah, course. But was, but for Calgary, it was a big deal. To be there? Yeah. yeah. And it touched off a great era. Yeah. Probably from there. I mean, they won the Grey Cup the next year. And yeah. touched off. They we had the, this, yeah. They were the Detroit Red Wings. So, like, the Red Wings, all of a sudden, they had a bad patch, and then they caught fire. And for 25, 26 years, they were the franchise. And I love watching the CFL, too, because for a long time, uh, the, 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 the Stampeders scouting and all that sort of stuff, you see the products of the Stampeders scouting and bringing guys up. They're all over the league. They come and they start in the Stamps, and then they ask for too much money, and Huff says, see you later, and off they go. And they're all over the league, you know? Hold me to this, that we will talk about the state of the media industry, but I got to ask you about attendance at McMahon Stadium. Like, again, we had an impromptu watch party last night at the Shark Club yeah. to watch the, the Stamps Red Blacks game. So all these things were talked about. And the lack of a new stadium here came up, a football stadium. Yeah. And they said, it's not easy to get it. There were some older people with us. They, you know, it's not easy to get around, they said and stuff. Why would you build a new stadium when they announced 17,000 at the home opener last yeah. week? And I heard there was only 12. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I heard it from you, someone else, that they lost about a third of their season ticket holders over COVID. Down 25%. Yeah, the okay. president said that, Jay yeah. McNeil. Yeah, the, the, that's how many they've lost. And it's the best stadium for, for tailgating because you've got all the parkland around there. It's a great place to go. But inside, it's just it's a 1960s version of a stadium. And it's cement with benches on it, and it's it's not it's not pro, it's not what you need to go forward. There was a lot of talk because the stamps own this uh, are owned by the Flames organization that maybe with the deal with the with the arena they could also do a deal that would bring the football stadium in. And there was some talk of that in the West End site that they talked about, and, and that disappeared. Uh, 
the Flames organization, as I don't know how they can make a deal with the university. For people who don't know that McMahon is on the university property and you have to deal with them. And the university doesn't want any disruption to themselves, uh, any of whatever that's going on there at the moment. So a, a two or three year project to, to build a new stadium. I don't know that they'd be in for it. And they don't want the noise, the people who live around there in those neighborhoods. They're, they're you know, people so, so at City Hall listen to them. So it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen there. No. Uh, I, keep, I keep saying, go, just go over to visit the folks at Tutsina and say, you know what? Oh, let's, they'd love let's it. Let's do a deal. <laughs> let's do a deal. Because let's, you got the ring road goes right by there now. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll talk off the air what I know about that. <laughs> I don't want to go far, too far down that road, but just to change the segue, you have a couple books here. Yeah. So let's start there. Well, How's that going? It goes like every book. You never have any idea until like two years later. Yeah. But it's been popular. It came out in time for last year's uh, draft. It's called Inexact Science, the six most compelling drafts. I got I got drafts years in NHL history, and it's basically my eldest son who works at TSN. He's a, he's a rain man, a stats guy, and he, uh, he he suggested doing a book together. And we thought of this one because we love the draft. It's coming up the 28th of June, of course. So if you're getting ready for it and you want to do some reading of the past, we decided we would find, uh, I think, six years that made a difference. And, you know, every year we see a team win. Like, we've just seen Vegas. How did they do it? What's happening with Vegas? What have they done that other people didn't do? Uh, and the Vegas experience was too current to put into this book. But we basically did uh, Gila Fleur in 71 as the first year and up to Sidney Crosby in 2005 because then you have the perspective to know who they are. But we also have the Gretz, the year Gretz didn't get drafted. We've got the Mario Lemieux year and just lots and lots of hockey stories in there. What did you unearth? Because I've written three books. I know what a cool and fun uh, project it is. Yeah. What's something that you unearthed that you were like, wow? There's a bunch of stuff. I, I, I always tell people, uh, um, you know, if you're, in, if you're in a bar or you're at a party and you want to win a bet, just ask in the thing say, who is the greatest undrafted hockey player of all time in, since they've had the Universal Draft? And people, uh, they all think of all sorts. Of course, it's Wayne Gretzky. What? I was going to say drafted. that, but oh, sorry. it's I'm too sorry. obvious. I jumped yeah. on. But there's a lot of people, oh, I didn't even know he wasn't drafted. People today think that the Oilers must have drafted him. So there's a great history how... Peter Poppington finagled the NHL into, first of all, letting him keep Wayne Gretzky, and second of all, lower the draft age to 18. Well, it's all business. It's all negotiation, yeah. I guess. But that he, was that not levers. was that not a merger? It was That's the same year as the merger yeah. with the WHA, and uh, they also they, they he had the asset. He had him on a personal services contract, so that. That's how he did it, and it was one of the few things he did right. Most of the other stuff, of course, he screwed up over the ensuing decade and lost the team and, and killed what was a, a fantastic team. One other thing that I, we came up with, which I thought was really interesting for the first draft about Guy Lafleur. Of course, the two guys in that draft, number one was Lafleur, number two was Marcel Dion, both genuine superstars, Hall of Famers, etc. And the night before the draft, Sam Pollock, who was the general manager of the Canadians, came to his staff and said, I got a chance to get the number two pick from Detroit as well. Should I do it and draft Marcel Dion and Guy Lafleur? And for some reason, his staff weren't enthusiastic, so he didn't do it. But can you imagine the Montreal Canadiens who 24 Stanley Cups, they were winning every year at that point, if they'd had not only Lafleur, but Dion? Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Marcel would have loved that. I mean, he put the hockey on the map in Los Angeles. Well, course, you know what? L.A. was the perfect guy for Marcel. He didn't want to be in the fishbowl in Montreal, per se. That's part of the reason we found out that uh, that 
they weren't sure about him. Marcel liked. He He's went a quiet to, guy. He went to Detroit, and then he went to L.A., which was perfect for him. He could walk the streets; no one knew him. Uh, so that part was was useful. So. so the book is available now in exact science, the yep. six most compelling draft years in NHL history. Where is it available? You can go online, Amazon, uh, ch uh, chapters, uh, brucedobiganbooks.ca. There's lots of places you can find it. Uh, and uh, bookstores still have it, the, the chapters and the people around it. Okay, if perfect. you can, go to a private bookstore, a, a one of. They don't exist in many places anymore. And go and get them to order one in because we want to support Canadian publishers. Too. Of course. Well, we'll hang on to those, if you don't mind, and give them away at our yeah. reception next Friday night, the Sask Fan Reception here at Ace Sports Bar at uh, Ace Airport Casino. But I'm not done yet. It sounded like I was wrapping up the interview, it's okay. but I'm not. I'm here. Uh, Ryan uh, McCarthy has just checked in from uh, Saratoga, New York. Albany, New York, sorry. He says, good day, Rod Squad. It's football Friday everywhere else except Albany, New York. Sad. Uh, they pulled the franchise, the Albany Empire from the, what is it? The F Arena Football League of America, ALF, something. <laughs> uh, it's a long story. National Arena League. Thank you, Producer Clark, for telling me that. It was owned by Antonio Brown. He didn't pay his league fees. They yanked the franchise. Ah. Story for another time. Bruce Dobigan here for those that have just uh, checked in. Uh, Best-selling author, CBC broadcaster, Globe and Mail, Calgary Herald, and a lot of other things. Now, your website now is notthepublicbroadcaster.com. Yeah. Uh, you had a wonderful take on Live, and I was speaking to a bunch of cattle ranchers the other day, the Canadian Angus Association, and they asked my thoughts on live golf and PGA. And I said, I'm lumping that in with politics and religion. Don't talk about it. Yeah. These people have very strong opinions. Yeah. They get very intense about this. What's yours? Well, I, th I think that uh, the best line I heard is that the PGA Tour found out that they had brought a pitching wedge to a long drive contest. <laughs> when they got into a spending contest with the Saudis. And this is pure business. This is about the Saudis are trying to upgrade their image. They have a very poor image for a lot of reasons uh, internationally. And this was one way they were going to do it. I, I interviewed Greg Norman back in the 90s. And Greg has always had this idea of a world golf tour. He felt like the PGA Tour undersold the players and didn't give them their, their due. They made them play more tournaments than they needed to, et cetera, et cetera. He had all these ideas in the 90s. He was thrown aside nobody wanted to know him etc and then finally he he found a patron with the saudis not the nicest guys you would want to do business with but bees and s hey it's just bees and s and uh, the saudis said sure we'll, we'll we'll do a competitor to the pga tour and that's how leave got started and i i don't know that they can coexist too long as as different uh, products I mean, they really do have to kind of homogenize themselves. This week, we're lucky because all the best players are playing in L.A. at the U.S. Open. But most weeks, it's kind of like the Canadian Open was really fun last week if you're a Canadian. Oh, yeah. But the field wasn't much after the top guys. So uh, so the thing is that Liv can do whatever it wants. I, I suggested in my column that if they were so inclined, Liv could basically buy the entire NHL out of what's in its left pocket, what they throw on the bureau every night. There's a possibility that that might be the best way to take hockey forward as opposed to this insane franchise model that Gary keeps flogging. Well, the it's funny you bring that up because one of the questions from the cattleman from Prince George said, is the NHL afraid that blood money might infiltrate it like Liv has with a PGA? And yeah. I said, again, I'm not comfortable really <laughs> talking about this because this yeah. is... It's politics. It's, it is. Yeah. And dirty money and all the rest. But how would you see the NHL barring this from happening if they wanted to bar it from happening 
Well, I would suggest that if people knew the re reality of a number of owners in pro sports, they would be less con con condemning of the Saudis. Uh, it's not like a clean business. It's not everybody is, is, is above board. My feeling is that Gary Bettman had a good idea for the 90s and how to build the NHL into the franchise model. But now, as you know, cutting cable is happening. Cable networks are disappearing. That's a huge revenue source for the NHL. They have to find something else. And the, what the Saudis are doing to the PGA Tour and what they could do for the NHL is to truly take a global. I mean, there is a, there is huge interest in hockey in Europe, people in Asia, etc. The gambling that is now involved in it, the, the sport is ready to take a big step up. And it needs somebody who can take it there with money in the backing. And Gary Bettman's not that guy. Gary needs to go home and let somebody else take this business forward. Keith Pelley would be a good guy to be the next commissioner of the NHL. I think uh, Gary's probably ready to do that. He just passed the 30-year anniversary yeah. of his tenure, right? But I just noticed this sitting at uh, Theron Fleury's kitchen table. He was opening mail from all around the world, yeah. asking him to sign cards. And I'm like, you are a global brand, and you haven't played for 20 years. Yeah. You know what? It's exactly what you're saying. Pro sports... But all of it is the NBA, the NFL. They got enough money. They don't need to listen to anybody else. Yeah. But if you're the NHL or the NBA or soccer, you got to listen to them because if they say we will bankroll your ambitious plan to go global, they got a chance of doing it. I, it it's stupid that we the NHL we don't have the Olympics anymore. They don't do a World Cup. The the marriage of international hockey in Europe it, it should be there. The Stanley Cup Finals should be Europe versus Can North America every year. Wouldn't that be great? It's a global spectacle. The KHL versus the NHL. Well, I think somebody, we would watch yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, one more segment with Bruce Dobigan when we return. Not the public broadcaster. We'll be back in a moment live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast and streaming. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Back, back live at Ace Casino Airport, Calgary. Two more segments left, and then it is the weekend, everybody. And we've got uh, Bruce Dobigan with us. The weekend, huh? Yeah. The, yeah. Hey, last night, I hate Big saying budget. it. Guy said to me last <laughs> night, Stam's fan, he goes, do you miss the play-by-play? -play? And I said, no, I do not. And I'm, I'm not tired anymore of answering the question because I get it all the time. I'm like, I like having weekends off in the summer. Call me crazy. Yeah. 
it's a total different life, and it's a good life. Yeah. Now, sports update here. Week two of the CFL season continues tonight in Regina, where the Rough Riders prepare to host the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Riders quarterback Trevor Harris sustained a hip injury late in the Riders' week one win at Edmonton. He's been listed as a game-time decision tonight. Winnipeg 1-0 after a victory uh, over Hamilton at IG Field last week. Do you have a take on this game tonight? Sounds like you'll be casually following it or watching it. I may. You may? I'm not, so I'll probably be watching because the U.S. Open is in Los Angeles, which means it goes till, I think they were on till 8.30, 9 o'clock last night. So I'll probably watch a lot of that. Uh, well, since I, you, yeah, I, I'm one of these people, though, who believes that every league should have a dominant team. They should have a New England Patriots. They should have a team that's a benchmark. And so I'm glad that, that the league has sort of morphed towards that right now with Winnipeg as their, as their benchmark. I have no problems with having a strong team because it tells everybody what you have to do to succeed. You're anti-parity. I'm, uh, well, I wrote a whole book about a, a book called Cap in Hand about how I hate salary caps and they're a disaster. Well, your lovely bride just pumped her fist in the air about Ron DeSantis, the governor yeah. of Florida, <laughs> which they couldn't be more Republican if there was one. So can we examine your now would be the time You're 14 years at CBC. Your website's called not the public broadcaster. So where are you on yeah. liberals and publicly funded broadcasters? I well, I, the, the name of the, the website came because and I have still lots of friends at CBC. And I said, I'm doing a website. Uh, I'm trying to think of a name for the website. And one of the guys said, well, for one thing, it's certainly not going to be the public broadcaster. And I said, well, that's the title. That's the one. Because yeah. I've, I haven't really changed politically or culturally that much over the years. Uh, but all my friends have gone p far left uh, on a lot of issues. And, and I keep trying to convince them that you're the one who's changed, not me. And so that's a lot of what, what informs what I write on the website, is that I'm just trying to here to remind you what, it, what we, you used to believe, what you probably believe in your heart, but to now you're kind of afraid to say because you think you're going to get canceled. Right. But you're obviously, you enjoy the freedom of not... Yeah, having to worry about that Isn't anymore. That, do, you, yeah. do you remember? I mean, when you were younger, and, and you, you worry in the morning that I might have said something on a broadcast, or I might have got something wrong every, every day. day. And all I could ever think of was those things. And I, I don't have that pressure anymore. When I was doing all of the stuff on Alan Eagleson to put him in oh, jail, yeah. every day I'd wake up and think, "This is the day that my story gets blown out of the tank, and I look like a fool." And I don't have any of that anymore. So I write with a complete clear mind and clear consciousness. Me too. And actually, so for the guy that asked, because I know he's watching right now, do you miss it? I don't miss it for that reason right there. Yeah. Did I report something which frankly was true, Right. but somebody didn't want it out? That happened to me once. Well, that's the juxtaposition of being in that vice every yeah. day. What do you want? I'm trying to report the truth, but you're not allowed to report the truth. What do you know? What do you know? Well, if I tell you what I know... <laughs> You don't want to know. No. I, well, what, what was your incident? What's that? You, what would happen? What was your incident? That you reported the truth and got in trouble for it? Well, it, it was one that somebody had told me about in advance, and I was too early on it. So that was... And, and I was young, and I was new in the business, and I was looking to make a reputation. And I, I, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, because it might be a libelous thing still, what I said, because I was just too early on it. And I said, okay, I have got to make sure my back end is, 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 is covered all the time. And the thing I discovered, Rod, was, especially with hockey, was that I dealt a lot of the time with the agents, and I found really rock-solid people who I could call up on any issue, and they would give me the skinny. And for about 15 years, I owned kind of the business of sport 
uh, as an issue, certainly in the Toronto market and to a certain extent in Canada, because I had I knew I had people who who were telling me stuff. But they, a lot of the time it was you can't say this now. I did work with Ro uh, Russ Conway, uh, yep. who ran the small newspaper in, in in Massachusetts when we did the Eagleson stuff, and he was always telling me. We, we, we've got this about Eagleson that he's done this wrong, but you can't report it now. And I'm going like... When our, can I? Yeah. yeah. Well, our business is, you know, if we can prove it, let's do it today. Well, we want to do something else and blah, 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 blah. But the world doesn't slow down. No. You, I'm, it's almost like... I'm at a point now, I told you about my mental health and addiction recovery business. I'm dealing with so many athletes now. I'm finding out all this stuff. Yeah. So I don't even report any of it because yeah. I would be breaking their trust. I'd rather do that well, with them. And my standard than, was always, and, and again... Because you know things now, you knew things then. The same thing was, I never reported on anything about a person's personal life unless it, it affected their performance on in their job. Mm -hmm. So if somebody was having problems with addictions and then I could, and it was being reflected on the ice or on the field, then I felt like, okay, now I might have to do this. But again, in all the years when we were reporting stuff about Alan Eagleson, we had tons of stories about what a scumbag he was. We could have stuff about, you know, hotel parties, we just said stick to the stuff we can prove, which is the business stuff, and 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 that way when when the thing is finished, it's clean. It's it, it wasn't ad hominems. John uh, in Winnipeg, I missed my gong here. There it is, John. Oh, he says Bruce needs to write a book on the secrets of sports. Then you'd have to go into witness relocation. But after there wouldn't that. be secrets anymore. <laughs> yeah. Tom in Regina says trying to report the truth, not happening with the Rough Riders. Hence why I'm sitting here. So there's that. But in a couple of minutes, smile for the nice gentleman, if you don't mind. There you go. Yeah, that's Kevin, our sales guy. Big fan of yours, Bruce, like oh, myself. Thank Kevin. Thank uh, Kevin we again. might, well, we got time in this segment. I, I, we could talk more sports, but we do that every day. I got to ask you as a guy that's made a career in this perilous trade. 1,300 layoffs at Bell this week. Yeah. Eight radio stations shut down. A lot of global employees let go that yep. nobody's talking about, but they're all calling me. Yeah this business where is it and where is it going do you think well the business you and i grew up in is gone it's over i mean yeah. part of the problem is if you live in southern ontario it still looks like the old industry all the newspapers that were there are there the radio stations a lot of the names are still around you think it's all still happening but everywhere else here it's gone when i came to the herald in 19 or what was it uh, 1998 we had 11 writers and three editors uh, on, on staff in the sports department. Now, between the Herald and the Sun, I think they have two reporters. The editors in Edmonton, they lay out the, the paper in Toronto somewhere. They have no they have nobody on the ground anymore outside of southern Ontario who, who can tell them what's really happening. So this is why social media has taken off, because we need something, somewhere else to go to read about our community here, Calgary, or, or Regina, or Winnipeg. We need those things because the conventional media has failed it. They've cut, 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 cut until now they're useless. Anything they know about it is something someone in Toronto told them about their own place. It's yep. ridiculous. Well, and it's just big business. Yep. They'll always win. Yep. Whether it's the Oakland A's moving from Oakland to Las, Ve uh, to Las Vegas, uh, to the media. Whatever. There's, you can't stop progress if it's progress. Because yep. it ain't going back to what it was. No, it's, it's over. It's over. And, and... The Saudis are part of that. I mean, the, the Saudis and what they want to do with broadcasting and how to present sports, that's all part of it. And it, it is inevitable. It's, it's like the guys who, uh, you know, who still want to... I can remember people at the Herald saying, oh, people are going to want the newspaper on the door every morning. We're never going to... We're always going to have to print a paper. No. 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 They were wrong. You were wrong. And... 
in their case, as opposed to a lot of politicians who are wrong, these guys got fired. The politicians never get fired, as you know. They well, the thing is, I don't... I guess I went to Mount Royal here, and I remember it in 1990, 91, I remember it rocking. The city was rocking Yeah. then. And then I come back last year. I'm walking into the Saddle Dome with Kristen Olin. You might know her at the time. Sure. She was with the Sun and Herald. And I said, K.O., where's the media? Or I said, where's the media? This place used to be jammed. And she's like, what media, Rod? Yeah. She was, there's Nobody. three people covering this team. And then I go to the Elks game on Sunday. The press box, you could literally could have shot a cannon down yep. there. There's nobody left. All the guys that we knew, the, the Terry Jones people, the Jim Matheson people, uh, here George Johnson in, in Calgary, people like that, it's all gone. And, and if they have somebody, it's a stringer who's been told to just basically, you know, get the Put basics. Put the stats in. Yeah. Get the basics. And the quotes, Because yeah. we consume our sports in a different way than we used to, and we sit there with a 65-inch screen, and we got our pop, and we've got our popcorn there. Who, who needs to go sit on wooden benches and freeze at McMahon, right? I agree, and I don't want people to sit here and think we're sitting here whining about the good old days because we're not. Yeah. We're fine, but what doesn't compute to me is the saddle dome's jammed, Roger's place is jammed, right? Corporate. They're not struggling to sell tickets. Yeah, it's corporate. It's corporate. Whatever it is, yeah. the rink's full, Yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I've enjoyed the chat today. As always, you don't disappoint. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. By the way, working on a new book about the top 10 trades in history. Hopefully we'll have it out for Christmas, I'll let you know. Uh, and the two last chapters, the second to last is about how the Vegas Knights built themselves through trades. I can't wait to read that. And the last one is, is uh, the Kachuk trade, because you were talking about Tree a, a while ago. We'll have to have you back. We'll talk about Anytime. all those things. Nice meeting you as well. All right, we'll be back with overtime right after this. We're live from Ace Casino Airport, Calgary, Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. Ace Casino Airport is the place to be. It's our last segment of the week, and there's a few things that I need to mention. It's just me and you. Bruce Dobigan's gone. So you got time here. You got, what'd you say, Clark? Eight minutes? Progressive Insurance text line open, 902. Six and a half, okay. 902 518 uh, if you want to talk CFL, because it is a football Friday. I very much enjoyed the show today. We spent hour one almost entirely on the Canadian Football League previewing these games and a lot of hour two with Bruce Dobigan. And I guess you do need to be of a certain age or vintage to appreciate the career of one Bruce Dobigan. But I'm in that age. So, okay, I, I appreciate it. And he is a broadcaster's broadcaster. And we covered everything that I wanted to. Okay, so uh, Monty in Saskatoon writes, he says, where can we get the book, Rod? You, Monty, come down here. 
Kevin, our sales coordinator, is here. He hasn't heard yet. You come down here next Friday for our Sask fan reception. This will be part of the door prizes, Kev, for the party. What do you think? These are Bruce's books. Yeah. We'll spend all week coming up with prizes. <laughs> Kevin's like, oh, did you want to tell me that? Consider yourself just told. Similar to our watch party last night. Oh, we're having a watch party. They said to us at the Shark Club last night, when did you guys come up with the idea of the watch party? I said, uh, when it popped into my head on the air. And it was a smashing success. So you come down here, Monty. You go to the Riders and the Stampeders next Saturday night here in Calgary. You come to our little uh, bash, our Sask fan reception right here. And you'll have a chance to win it. I feel like I'm walked into a party late when I look at the comments here uh, from the audience. Let me just check the text line, 902-518-3033, because there was a lot humming in there. It's a big story for those that follow this, and I'm one of those. John in Edmonton uh, texting us, the Western Hockey League's Winnipeg Ice have been sold to businessman David White and will move to Wenatchee, Washington, according to TSN Hockey Insider Darren Dreger. Signed, John in Edmonton. So we've mentioned that a few times in the program today. I don't know, man. It's actually quite interesting with the chat that I'd had with Bruce Dobigan because how this business has changed. Because a couple months ago, if you've watched this show every day, I said on here, oh, rumor is the uh, WHL is going to force a sale and the ice are moving. And I had a text from a staff member of the ice. Did you say that the ice are going to be Yes, I did say that. And they're all upset. Well, guess what? Their worst... Uh, James Patrick, their head coach, is from Winnipeg. And not like he's opposed to living somewhere else. He played 1,500 games in the NHL. But that whole franchise uprooting and moving to Wenatchee, Washington. Brian in Beausajour, Manitoba says, Great show as always, RP Squad. Happy Father's Day. And go, Bombers, go! Glenn in Medicine Hat. Medicine Hat says the WHL has posted the Winnipeg Ice Wenatchee deal on its website. Glenn, when are you coming through Calgary, bro? We got to get you down here at Ace and have a good chat. John Ohm, Ohm says, when's your next book, Rod? I've started it, but it keeps changing. I've started it. But I wouldn't anticipate it for a couple of years. I mean, what people don't understand, and I talked to DuPont about this, is when I left the Rough Riders, everybody thought it was over. Heck, for a long time, I thought it was over. What am I going to do now? And then I realized that was just half time. So are we going to come out and uh, throw it down the field in the second half? We're going to come out and take, take a knee for the second half. No, we're going to throw it down the field. And that's what we're doing. So I... It's not going to be a career memoir, maybe a writer book in my time there, but it's certainly not going to be a career one because we were only at halftime. It is a football Friday, but what I love about this show is we can tackle the day's news. Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg writes that he says, even though it didn't look like it, ICE had quite the following in Winnipeg. Sad news, I don't think the dub will be back again. Yeah, if I may, the read that I have on this, 
and that franchise has been very good to me, sending me gear, putting their players on our show, but the ownership ruined it. And I don't know those guys. I know the general manager very well. Matt Cockle played for the Regina Pats when I was broadcasting the game. Their radio guy, Brian Munns, I've known since high school. It's a tough day, I would think, for them. But their owners promised a new rink in Winnipeg. It didn't happen. And that 1,500-seat Wayne Fleming Arena in Winnipeg is not satisfactory for the WHL. I guess they thought maybe they were going to pull one over on the league. You don't do that. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, uh, RP's next book, Halftime. I've got a few different names kicking around, Nelson. I do. I appreciate the, uh, the input on that. Monty in Saskatoon says, where are you watching the football game tonight, Rod? I don't know. Isn't that the wonderful thing? Last minute of play of the RP show. This, I don't know. I'm going to probably watch the first half, maybe right here at Ace Sports Bar, where we're hosting this fan party one week from tonight, and then I'm probably going to go to that pro basketball game, which, incidentally, they haven't got to me back yet uh, about a media pass. CFL's got to get its act together with stats and certain, the CEBL, if you want to be a pro league, you need to act like a pro league. We're over here acting pro, doing our thing, doing it right. You guys got to do it right. Thank you, John Ohm, who says, great show. Stay safe, everyone. Jeff, the, uh, from Winnipeg, says, agreed, Rod, ownership let them down. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, happy Father's Day, everyone. Uh, thanks to Bruce Dobigan. Thanks to Derek Dennis. Thank you to producer Clark, director Jordan, our entire staff. We'll see you Monday right back here noon Eastern on Game Plus and the key. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.